I'm Jimmy. And I'm Trisha. And we're a dating app success story. Together for five years, married for three with one kid here and one on the way, here to help you swipe right and not wrong. Welcome to the ASL Pod. Welcome to Age Sex Location. I'm your host, Jimmy, and as always, joined by my beautiful wife, Trisha. That's me. Hello. Today is all about you. We're going to be taking questions from you from our mailbag and our DMs on all all our socials. So you know them, IG, TikTok, The ASL Pod. That's it. Twitter also, The ASL Pod. We tried to keep it consistent, keep it easy, because I'm pretty dumb, and I would forget the logins on all of them. And there's Facebook. If anyone is still populating Facebook, aside from my aunt back home or my parents neighbors i don't think we're giving senior citizen advice yet no i don't think we're there yet uh what's that what's, what's that, that app? app yeah um, our time no uh, our yeah, time our is time, it our yeah time, our time so <laughs> that's that'll be our brand expansion in 40 years yeah when uh <laughs> when i figure out how to use our time we'll, we'll do that <laughs> so yeah so these are all stuff that you've you've hit us up with on our dms on those socials and of course the asl pod at gmail.com yep. we're gonna have our producer andrea read us the questions We've curated them a bit, but there's a bunch, and she picked the best ones. So uh, without further ado, Andrea, kick us off. Let's do it, guys. Like Jim said, I picked the best ones, but there's more to come, so keep sending them in. This first one, she's 26, female, from Chicago, and she has a question. The last few dates I went on from the apps were disasters. I've known almost immediately I had no interest in them, but I didn't know what to do. How do you end a date when you know it's over and there's no chance for them? From Never a Second Date. So, Trisha, you have direct experience with something like this. I do. And and I also think it's interesting as a woman, right? Like, I don't know. It just... We're, we're told not to be rude. We're told to be nice. And like, you know, so there's all these dynamics. So I had really high hopes going into this date I'm about to tell you guys about. Like I said in a previous episode, I'm not a big drinker. So it leads people to like, you know, the guys kind of have to be a little bit more creative for their first dates. I was super excited about the idea for this first date. Um, We had been joking about Seinfeld, which I'm a big fan of. And he told me, I know the place in New York City that has the best black and white cookies. So big promise, but also super creative date idea. So I was like, all right, we're off to a really solid start here. Now, he was wrong, by the way. Oh, he was dead wrong. They were terrible. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like. Kroger's and Publix has better black and white cookies than this place. Well, so they got pretty good but, black and white cookies. Well, they though. do. That's true. That's a very good point. But in New York, the mecca of black and white cookie, this was not. Not. I mean, <laughs> like bottom ten percent, maybe. And for those of you who've been listening, you know how much I love my desserts. So it was particularly a, a big letdown. And for the record, <laughs> that's not why you ended the date early no. because the black and white cookies. No, that was good. just insult to injury, insult in the wound. Okay, honestly. fair enough. Continue, okay. please. <laughs> So I remember I came over from Jersey, you know, I was living in Hoboken at the time. So I commuted into the city or something and it was raining. So I'm there and I have an umbrella and it's drizzling and I'm like, ugh, you know, like hopefully this date goes well to justify this effort because you, you know how it goes when it's raining and you're just like, this is a lot, a lot of work. So I'm across the street from the cookie place and I see a guy standing outside, although I couldn't really see him totally. It was kind of a hazy day and, you know, 
I wasn't really sure if it was him. And the cl- as I crossed the street, I will never forget, like in the middle of the street as I'm walking, recognized him a bit from his photos because I didn't feel like he really represented himself accurately on the photos. So that's not not to call back, though, but this is something we've discussed. A million percent. And like, this is don't why. oversell yourself because then you're going to be a letdown right out of the gate, which is exactly what happened. So I'm a big fan of stand-up comedy. And the only thing I know how to reference right now is the Chris Rock bit where he says, and I'll... I'll censor it a Don't bit. Don't Michael Scott this and use no. foul language. <laughs> I, it's not that bit. Okay. Goodness. Very good. Chris Rock says, a woman knows within the first five seconds of meeting you whether or not she will ever sleep with you. I think that that's fairly accurate. <laughs> and the first time I saw this guy and I realized it was him, the ver- in the middle of the New York City street as rain's coming down, my first thought was just, nope. And I just knew, you know, but okay, so I, I finished walking across the street, like trying to navigate what's going on between my ears. And so I talk myself down a bit and I'm like, you know what? Let's give him a fair shot. Just try to keep an open mind because I think that that's important too. Like sometimes first impressions aren't great. And you know, what if he was so funny, I peed my pants all the time or something. <laughs> and sometimes people get better looking the more you get to know them or uglier. That's a really good you point. you also get to know them. That's... <laughs> Both very valid. That points. is the premise Thank of you. the Bachelor franchise. I think. <laughs> Everyone comes in super good looking, and by the end of the season, you're like, they're all ugly. You're like, I don't want anything to do with any of these people. So we introduce ourselves, and it is him. Okay, and we go into this cookie shop or whatever. And I remember we're sitting at this lunch counter, and as we're talking, None of that is happening. I hope I'm not getting too specific, but he was like talking about his dreams of being a weatherman on local news and how it would never happen. And I'm just like, you could make that happen in some way, right? Well, like, you've seen weather people on local news. You got to be real bad <laughs> not to make that happen. I, one and day. moreover, start your own social media with weather. If, like, he was so passionate about it, but he was so dejected. And there was no conversation to be had there that mimicked what was on the app where we had this great banter. We had all these great Seinfeld jokes. And, you know, it fell flat completely. So we eat the cookie. And thankfully, we're, we're at the end of, well, I thought we were at the end of the date. So we walk out and we start walking toward, I think it was Union Square. It was Union Square Park. And he starts going in about all the places he wants to take me on the rest of this date. And he goes, so I figure right now, since we just had the cookie, we could go up to the such and such theater and like watch it, like get like a matinee and then we'll grab dinner at such and such place. And then I was thinking dessert at this place. And I just had this moment of, I don't know if it was panic. I don't know if it was clarity. I don't really know what it was, but I knew to continue with the date would be a sham. I was like, I don't want to waste his time. And moreover, I don't want to waste my own. And right as I thought that out of the corner of my eye, I saw the sign for the path drain back to Jersey. So I took a moment, I paused, and he stopped and kind of looked at me. And I just looked at him very sincerely and I said, you know, I really appreciate you coming out tonight or today, especially like in the rain. Um, I've appreciated the the time to get to know you, but unfortunately, I don't see this going any further. I'm going to go ahead and head back to New Jersey. And he looked at me stunned, honestly, 
And I, I remember him thanking me, honestly. He said, like, thank you for letting me know. We gave a hug. As he continued his walk on, I climbed down the stairs to catch the PATH train to New Jersey. And that was that. I think that that's the best way to go about it because before that day, I had sat in dates um, for the duration of the date where I knew it was going nowhere. As a guy, I can tell you that what you did was probably the best thing, honestly. Even for a woman, like the ambiguity is what what kills you. You know, you're... Right. It, it, it takes up your time the next day, maybe right. the next week, because you're thinking about this person. Do they like me? Do they not right. like me? When you could just start your process of moving on. Right? right. And I think honesty is the best policy, especially when it comes to our actions. Like, what if I'd gone on this whole date and like, you know, who knows, maybe I would have felt pressured to let him kiss me at the end and then like the next day I'm gonna hit him up and be like you know I don't see anything there I sat there and I was like this guy's gonna take me out to dinner in New York City and I know I'm not interested so I was really ruthlessly honest instead (laughs) so I think it's a little easier for a guy for a couple reasons one like a like a woman in the first five seconds, a guy knows something, too. They know how many times they'd like to sleep with the person. Oh, bless. Um, I don't know the inner work. I'm obviously, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's more of, um, you know, if the guy's paying, they're in a little bit more control of what's going on. So it's a little easier to say, all right, check, please. You yeah. know, and, and you don't even have to, like, have that awkward conversation right away. You kind of already hint at it by calling for the check or something. Say, all right, I'm going to you know, pay the bill and then, you know, probably just going to get out of here and head home. And, you know, the girl may be befuddled. She may have picked up on it beforehand, but it's a little easier to kind of start shutting it down. Whereas for a woman, you know, this guy had all these plans and, you know, you, you really do have to have like a cold break. And there probably are some women listening who think that, you know, being that honest feels impossible. You know, like, how could I ever say something so brutally honest to somebody's face? And I just want to say, you know, first of all, I totally sympathize with that and I've been there myself. But if you say it with honesty and not malice, direct honesty doesn't make you a bitch. It just makes you honest. And I think any person, especially a guy who doesn't appreciate that kind of honesty, you know, like, this guy looked at me and thanked me. Jimmy said, you did him a favor. Any guy who doesn't appreciate honesty from a woman when she expresses it is not a guy you want to spend any time with anyway because down the road, it will come out in other ways. And to put a bow on this... For the guys out there, this is why you have to isolate more. Don't give her an opportunity to jump on the subway that takes her What? Right that sounds like serial killer advice. It was a joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, oh, my God. Number two. What do we got, Andrea? All right. This comes from a 29-year-old female from Jersey City. I've been dating this guy for four months. We sleep over at each other's place about three or four nights a week. Recently, he asked me to move in with him. How soon is too soon to move in together? From... Not from Russia, but we may be Russian. <laughs> now, wait. When when this listener listed their age, sex, and location, how old were they again? 29 female Jersey City. Okay. Gotcha. So 29 is definitely some life experience under your belt. It's you're not, not 23. Yeah, That's you're a not thing right out of college. So being, if you're whether it's in a metropolitan area or even a rural area, you both have your own spaces at that point. You're I was going to say, they've only been yeah. dating a few months, and she's 29, so they've obviously had other dating experiences before. That's true. I, yeah, that's a great point. Compare. So I do think age is a big is a big part of this. I do, too. But at 29, four months, it still seems, it was four months, right? It still seems a little a little quick, but not really. Like, 
I was going to say, I'm sure that people say that about us, though, Jimmy. You know, we moved in after six months, and that felt soon for me. I mean, I had never lived with somebody before that, but I had always seen on TV shows and stuff like, oh, we've been together a year and a half or three years, and now we're moving in together. But, you know, if I had listened to my head, it would have been, we've only been together six months. I'm going to move out to Long Island and away from all my friends. You know, like, my commute's going to change. It's going to be inconvenient. There'd be all of these... Well, yours logistics. was a much bigger jump. And there you were again, like I away. wanted to trust and honor my intuition. And so, I mean, what do you think? So I, I think at twenty nine, it's it's if you're if you're seeing somebody that often and you're staying over with them that often, right? And you feel like it's the right thing to do. It's probably the right thing to do. I agree. If um. I wouldn't sign a four-year lease. I mean, I, <laughs> like I would, I would try to, you know, pop on his lease or have him hop on your lease, where it's, you know, there, there is an out just in case something goes wrong. But like going back to that that rule of age, you know, like if if her guy's twenty-one, uh, maybe there are outliers. You asked the wrong. You asked the wrong question. <laughs> if her guy's twenty-one, I I would say my answer to this would be. Trust your intuition. You know, when it came to me and Jimmy, there was a lot of stuff in my head like, oh, I'm going to have to break my lease. I'm going to do all that. But ultimately, I knew what my gut was telling Piggybacking me. Piggybacking on the and, intuition, I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't seek out advice from other people. Absolutely not. Because they're all going to say They're all no. going to say no. Yeah. And ultimately, if it's a mistake, it's something that you're going to learn from and you're going to carry those lessons into the next relationship, which will make you better for that future person if this guy isn't the one. All right. One more question. Andrea, what do we got? All right. Right now we have a 30-year-old male from Stanford, Connecticut. I struggle with confidence and I feel like every girl I try to date can feel it. Needless to say, it's been a while since I've gained much traction in dating. Advice from Struggling in Stanford. Oh, Jimmy, you got to take this. All right. So you're, if he's getting dates on the apps and it, and it feels like the date is kind of what's torpedoing mm. you, I hope you're not you know, being misleading with photos and things like that that we've discussed already. If it's really <laughs> just, you know, when you get there, that it's the, it's the confidence level. There's a couple of things that I think you can do. Um, one, I would not turn down a date, honestly. Mm. Um, you know, the, the best interviewing Practice. advice I got when I was out of college was take every interview under the sun, even if you have no interest in the job, because it's going to give you practice. That's so smart. One of the best experiences I had was going into a, like a pyramid scheme interview. <laughs> Because I knew I wasn't going to take the job. Right. I knew I didn't want the job. And it's like a totally different dynamic going in there. Because you're so confident. You don't need anything from them. Yeah. They could they could tell me I'm the biggest jerk <laughs> off in the world. And it really doesn't matter because <laughs> I know I'm not taking the job. So right. it was it took all the pressure off. So if you start going out on dates with people that not necessarily that you know you're not interested in, but maybe there isn't that spark in the texting and they still want to go mm -hmm. out or whatever, it'll give you the confidence knowing that, hey, it's just a night out. That's true. Not everything would be high stakes then that with like a girl you're in love with or enraptured with. For know? sure. The earlier you can get out there, the better because you don't have the time to build this person up in your mind. That's great. Advice. Where you're creating this high stakes environment. Now, I've heard things said before, like fake it till you make it. Do you buy into that as a guy? I, I mean, I'll I don't think if you're not confident, it's very hard to fake confidence. Yeah, well, the ego, you probably come off as like an ass though. But I'll say this about Jimmy is when we met, I was floored by how confident and composed he was. I thought it was so attractive. I think that it, you know, as a woman, a confident guy 
is super, super attractive. And it also helped me to feel confident in the relationship because he was so confident in the relationship and where it was going. And after the first date, he looked me in the eyes. When can I see you again? That's a confident move right there. And I think for guys, you know, who aren't confident, I could see them struggling a lot in dating. Some some small little hacks too. You know, if you're super confident, it's very easy to speak. If you don't have that level of confidence, a, a little hack would be have questions ready. This is like an interview. Yeah. Have questions and ready. And maybe go to that spot we talked about in the previous episode where it's like if you go to the same spot for a first date over and over again, you're going to have less new, you know, you're more stimuli. Yeah, exactly. You, exactly. Don't, you don't need to look at the menu. Because right. you know what's on the menu. So right. it's one less variable that you need to worry about. It got so eliminate the unknowns. Absolutely. And put the ball in their court. Ask a lot of questions. Because That's a good one. With a lot of questions, they're, you're going to get them talking, and then they might ask you direct questions. Not like you're firing question after question. Obviously, make it conversational. But, like, I think that's a really good approach is to, you know, who doesn't love talking about themselves? And I was once given that advice, is if you don't know what to talk about, ask the other person about themselves because everybody loves to talk about themselves. True. Um, Especially when they're asked. Have them ready. Yeah. Because if you have them ready, it'll just – It'll flow the conversation better. Mm -hmm. Preparation is key to anything. I really believe that. Yeah. Some people are great off the cuff. Not everybody is. Not most people, though. Be prepared. That, that is that I think is key. Go through your conversation. I think I'll chime in with a little bit of advice from my own perspective. In my 20s, I really was kind of finding myself, you know, I wasn't very confident because I was in a different state and didn't know that many people at that point in my life. And one thing that really got me confident was going out of my comfort zone often. So like you have that quote that we've all heard, which is like, do something that scares you every day. I did that for a long time. You know, I would join classes. I can't even tell you how I took ballet in Brooklyn. I took astronomy classes in Midtown. I took yoga classes. Our our audience is not ready to hear the weird. But here's the thing. Like you didn't tell me after four (laughs) dates or five dates about the interpretive dance (laughs) class. You waited. Of course, in that first interpretive dance class where I showed up by myself and I was the only one there and this woman was sitting in like cross-legged on the floor and she told me to pretend to be seaweed with my hands. Of course, I had this inner dialogue like, what in the hell are you doing right now? You look like an absolute idiot. What What are you doing? But here's what it taught me is like that voice, that self-conscious voice does not have to dictate our actions. And once I kind of saw that I could act in a way outside of that voice, like, you know what? I could sit here and pretend to be seaweed and I'm going to be the best damn seaweed this instructor's ever seen. And I did it and I waved my arms in the air like a fool. And it was, then it became fun in the class and to challenge this voice. And obviously this is an aggressive example of overcoming like self-doubt. But I do think it bears value to say, like, just because you feel uncomfortable, just because you feel unconfident, just because you feel self-conscious, doesn't mean you have to give way to that. You can continue to take the action to overcome that. So I don't think you need to be seaweed, but I do think you be prepared, step out of your comfort zone a little bit. And of course, you know, I, I really think the quicker, the better. And practice makes perfect. That was great advice. Yep. So that's it for our questions today. We, we want to answer more of your questions. If we can't get to them here, sometimes we'll get to them on TikTok 
or Twitter or Instagram, the ASL Pod. Please review us. Maximum amount of stars. If you could add stars, add them. <laughs> Six star podcast. We we need it. Um, it'll get us to the top and uh, more listeners, more questions, more fun. The ASL Pod at gmail.com. That's the ASL Pod at gmail.com. She's Trisha. I'm Jimmy. See you later. Bye.